Happy Mother's Day from Family Policy Alliance. My name is Autumn Leva. I'm the Senior Vice President of Strategy for Family Policy Alliance. And I'd like to introduce you to my colleague, Amanda Banks, who's our Vice President of Education. Um, we're here today to talk about being a mom. And the funny thing is, we actually know what being a mother is. We're both mothers of daughters. Um, so even though the Biden administration can't seem to figure out what a mother is, they've called us birthing people and um, refuse to actually define what a woman is, include, including from their latest nominee and confirmed Supreme Court justice. Uh, but we can. So, Amanda, welcome. And I want to ask you the first question, which I think um, every mom can relate to, about what is your proudest mom moment that you can think of just in the last few months um, of being a mom to your three girls? Hmm. Well, thanks, Autumn. It's great to be with you. Um, there are, you know, a lot of moments that uh, come into my mind really are things that my girls are facing in school. Um, they are in public school. I have um, a 10, 11 and 13 year old. And so they face um, a lot of, you know, opposition uh, for our values, um, for faith and just truth. Um, so we talk a lot about the things they hear at school and how they respond. And I think I'm uh, most proud of how they stand uh, their ground, but they do it um, with love and compassion. And another moment uh, that comes to mind more specifically actually is from um, last summer. But uh, my oldest daughter volunteered at a historical museum in our hometown all summer. She loves to volunteer. I mean, if, you, if you've got something you need help with, then Lily is your girl. And um, so she did this throughout the summer. It was, you know, on her own accord um, and she loved it. What ended up happening is she got a, a gold star award um, from the county for her good work, something totally unexpected to her, to us. And she was honored at a ceremony and um, got her name in the newspaper. And so um, that was really special and a proud moment for her dad and I. I love that. That's so sweet. Amanda, you all must be doing a wonderful job with with your girls. Um, yeah, I was I was thinking about that too. And there's so many. My my girls are younger than yours. I've got a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Yeah. Um, and so they're learning all the, everything's new right now. They're learning everything new. Um, but the one thing I really enjoy about my oldest is that her favorite books, she loves to read, and her favorite books are actually her Bible and her little devotional that she reads every single day. She just loves it. And it's funny because she, of course, can't read yet, but when she she reads out loud, her, her Bible stories sort of all run together. And so the other night I heard overheard her reading saying, and darkness fell over the land, and then Mary and Joseph had a baby and there was a lion's den and they all came into the lion's den and uh, it just all ran together. But it was so sweet. And I'm, I'm just so proud that she loves loves to do that. Oh, that's so sweet. I, mean, I just love it. So let's talk about the unimportant and the unexpected. So I think every mom can relate to this. Moms who are watching, be thinking of how you would answer this. But so, so the unimportant since becoming a mom, Amanda, what things have just become completely unimportant to you? Oh, you know, what comes to mind first is my um, uptight nature with cleanliness and order in my home. Uh, Pre-kids, I just kept a pretty much immaculate house, um, but that was rather easy to do. 
Um, but when you have babies and then toddlers and then children, you have to, I think you just have to let it go. Um, so I'd say my standards are a little more realistic now. I know they are. Um, and, you know, sometimes you just have to look the other way or shut the door, you know, um, and put it out of sight, out of mind for a while because it can't be immaculate all the time. And I think when when I see um, or think about someone's home with small children that that is perfectly in order, um, I think, do they live here? You know, because kids just make messes constantly. They play and they, you know, they manage all kinds of toys and um, everything else in your house. And so you just have to get used to messes. <laughs> I can amen to that. We've got baby dolls and stuffed animals that are being put to bed and covered up with blankets all over the house because they're sick and they need to rest or they need naps, according to my oldest. So it's just everywhere. Yeah. Um, but yes, amen. Mine is similar. Laundry. <laughs> Um, I do. I definitely used to judge families that had kids. And I just wonder, like, why? Why are there baskets of laundry always all over the house? <laughs> and now that's my house. I have I mean, it can sit there for three weeks and we'll just keep pulling stuff out of it and putting it back on because who wants to who has time to fold laundry these days? That's right. OK, so the unexpected, Amanda, um, what what has been one of the most unexpected things that you've experienced as a mom? Uh, um. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is just how much you can love other human beings. Like, I just don't think there's any love like a mom's love for her children. Um, it's it's something that's hard to put words to, but the best way I can describe it is when I see my girls like, you know, walking down the street or down the hall, whatever, I think there goes my heart. It's like they have truly stolen my heart and they're just walking along with it. It is in them, you know, and I, um, I just treasure them so much. And, um, so I just, I would say that Autumn. like, I didn't know it was possible to love little, little human beings so much. I think that's exactly right. I think every, every mom watching can completely, completely relate to that. Um, I think, you know, it, it's, when I started having kids, I just, I knew that God had given them to me to raise and to care for and to love um, and to to train up and to teach them about him and to guide them and the values and all of those sorts of things. I, I expected that. But I think for me, it was just that I would really enjoy getting to know them as people, you know, when, when they came out of, of me and they're this new new human being and I, I love them beyond all measure, but you just enjoy getting to know them and their personality and who they are and who God has created them to be and the calling that he has on their life that's so unique. Um, it's just, it, that's been incredible to me that I actually enjoy getting to know my my kids and spending time with them and learning about them as human beings. That's That's been a real, real joy for me. For sure. Um, well, uh, taking a little, a little bit of a more serious turn, I think being a mom these days and is very difficult. I think most moms would agree with that, whether you're raising sons or daughters or both. Um, but here in this context, we're both raising daughters and we're raising them in a world where culture around them says that they don't matter and that they should take keep their head down and sit on the sidelines when a man or a boy takes their spot on their sports team or uh, that they should become a boy in order to be more fully who they were meant to be, um, or that they shouldn't care if a man shows up in their locker room while they're changing. 
And these are very, it's, it's very difficult. It's very challenging. And I think just moms today have a lot more to grapple with as they're raising kids, a lot more to be aware of. How, Amanda, how are you dealing that with, with daughters, especially for you as you've got daughters who are school age and they could be encountering these types of situations in their school already? What are, what are you doing as a mom to combat those types of things? Mm, yeah, that's such a good question. It's such a heavy topic, but I'm glad you asked it, Autumn. Um, you know, for me, at the ages my daughters are kind of preteen and beginning their teen years, um, I think it's so much about conversation, engaging them, um, asking them a lot of questions and giving them a chance to just tell me things that they're observing and wondering about and confronted with. Um, they they tend to really listen and kind of, I, I think, appreciate when I kind of offer them ideas about how I might respond to something, um, something tough, you know, um, culturally, spiritually, um, that they are facing or likely to face um, at school or with their peers. And, um, you know, just praying for them and over them, I think is obviously, right, the the best thing I can do uh, to to protect them, to help them navigate what they're up against because when we pray for our daughters or our, our sons, um, not only are is is God hearing us and promises to answer our prayers, but also they're hearing truth in our prayers and you know praying things like that they would know um, that their identity is first and foremost in Christ and that they are beautifully and wonderfully made and that um, God has good plans for them and that the fruits of his spirit are, you know, love, joy, and peace, et cetera. So I, I think those things, this just talking to them and praying for them and, and with them is kind of my, um, you know, my best tools for helping them um, navigate all, all of the difficulty of, of this world. We are so glad you're enjoying Conversations with Craig. Your experience doesn't have to stop here. To stay connected with other listeners, hear about current events affecting your family, and to share pictures and videos with your friends, follow Family Policy Alliance on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Check out the links in the show notes, and we'll see you online. I love that, Amanda. That's that's so beautiful, and you're you're spot on. Um, and I think it, it's so critical today because kids get so many different messages. They're hearing so many different things about how they're not valued. And really, um, we we have the more hopeful message, right? Just what you were it, it, it describing that you tell your daughters that they are made intentionally, that they have a purpose and a calling, and that they are who they're supposed to be. Whereas the other side, the the rest of the world is telling them that they have to change who they are, change their bodies to become uh, a better version of themselves and that um, boys and girls aren't made differently, that they don't matter. And I think that that's just a house built on shifting sands. It's going to fall. And so the the fact that we as mothers have the the responsibility, but also the opportunity and the blessing and the privilege to tell our, our sons and daughters uh, that you are made whole, you are made perfect the way that God intended you to be and give them those biblical truths about who they are. Um, that is a, that's a real blessing and a privilege and a responsibility. And I love, I love that you're 
you're opening up your daughters to hear from you about that truth and to ask those questions because that's so important today. Um, Along those lines, I also think that these are these are scary times for parents. I mean, we've heard a lot about that. You know this, Amanda, Family Policy Alliance. We get questions every week from parents about how to handle those types of issues we've just been talking about, gender ideology in schools, um, how to handle different um, situations that their kids might be encountering with their peers. Uh, it's just all over the map. And so it, it is a little bit scary. Um, and I think we have to be real about that, recognize that there are some scary things out there. There are resources, but um, but there are scary things. So Amanda, t- tell me about something that's maybe been a little bit scary for you, especially lately as a parent. Yeah. Well, aside from something happening to them physically, which um, is something that I think as a mom is just hard to completely not, you know, never think about um, or worry about. But beyond that, yeah, I think about um, what they are facing in school. Um just and I've already talked about this somewhat, but the the messages, I mean, you know, some some call it indoctrination um, that we face in public schools and um, just the messages that either are overt or covert um, with, you know, what is culturally acceptable today and um, whether it's, you know, the gender issues are first and foremost Um so much confusion going on there in schools um, and in the culture at large. Um, and then I would say just um, not not valuing um, individuals like we, we've been talking today about women and girls specifically. Um, there's there's just so much, you know, darkness and um, confusion. And so I think um, it's it's easy to sometimes fear what they might give into or even just consider a different view that is, you know, opposed to what we know is truth. And so um, that's why we have to just keep talking about it and pouring in um, our values, our truth, our faith um, into our kids, because the other side is relentless, right? They're not going to stop. That's exactly right. Yeah, my my fears are along similar lines, Amanda. I was thinking about this the other day that um, parental rights is so such a big issue right now, but largely because we've got a political agenda on the left saying and believing, truly believing that parents are not the best ones to parent their kids, right? That that the government might know better what your kids should and should believe or should know about. Um, that your your medical professionals might know better that your child should transition or that your child should be able to consent to certain procedures or certain um, forms of medical treatment and things like that, or that the school knows better and, and should be able and allowed to keep secrets from you as a parent. That is that is really terrifying to me. And I think you're right, Amanda, we have to we have to be vigilant. Today's moms carry a much, I think, a much higher burden. Moms always have, have a big job and a, a, a huge role to fill. But today's moms have that even added burden of having to stay on top of all those types of issues. Um, and as we were talking about this, uh, about what our fears are, I thought, you know, Family Policy Alliance does have a resource. It's called Back to School for Parents. It's available on our website to help with these types of issues, to help you know what your rights are, your federal and state rights in your your child's school, in their, in, in their counseling offices, um, in their curriculum, in their classrooms. And so 
Um, we want that to be a blessing to you. We encourage you to use it because those types of things are scary. Um, but Amanda, I don't want I don't want to end on a heavy note. This is Mother's Day. We want to celebrate moms. And so, Amanda, what's what's your encouragement for moms out there who are watching? Hmm. Well, you, I would say you are your child's perfect mother. God chose you. There's no mistake. I know um, we all have challenges with our children. Um, they're different. And I'd say as moms, we're all different. And I, you know, sometimes I think particularly when I was a new mom, I would um, compare myself to other moms. You know, um, I, I, you know, I wish I could get it together like her, or I wish I could do as much as she does, or I wish I could, um, you know, balance work and home life better, or, you know, you fill in the blank. But I would just encourage everyone listening today that don't do that. You know, um, you are a, a great mom. God has given you all that you need to be successful and just, um, you know, rely on him daily um, to, to give you what you need. And um, I think too, I would encourage you, I, I don't know if this has happened to you, Autumn, but whenever another mom um, pays me some kind of a compliment, you know, whether it's something about my child that they see or something about me as a mom, it, it really fills my cup. And so I love doing that to other moms, just, you know, being an encouragement to them. And I think, um, you know, it kind of, it lifts your spirits probably as much or more than the mom that you're speaking to. So maybe this Mother's Day, um, consider doing that for a mom that you know. I love that. That is so beautiful. Absolutely. God has given you your children for a purpose and a reason. He's not given them to any other mom. You were called and equipped to care for them. And we just want to be a blessing to you and say a very, very blessed Mother's Day to all of you mothers out there. Thank you so much for joining us. Happy Mother's Day. Brought to you by Family Policy Alliance. Our vision is a nation where God is honored, religious freedom flourishes, families thrive, and life is cherished.